Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everyone, welcome back to Seeking Witchcraft. I'm your host, Ashley, and today I have on a special co-host, Joanne. Joanne will be discussing the topic of mediumship, and we may even delve into some other discussions about other practices or other topics as well. We'll see how the episode goes, but welcome, Joanne, to the show. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here and get to chat with you about mediumship and whatever else may pop up during this uh, broadcast. (laughs) Yes, yes, because not only are you here to talk about mediumship, which I'm so stoked to hear what you have to say on this topic, because I definitely want to know more about it, but you also run a pretty popular social media account as well called Witchy Tip. Yes, it is. It's so cool. Right now, we're because of certain rules with verification and all um, on the handles of Instagram and TikTok. I, I cannot switch the account name yet. So right now, we're functioning under J Rose Apothecary. But I'm definitely known for those witchy tips, um, those quick ways to just bring to the public little things that I've, I guess I've uh, accumulated over the years of being a practitioner of the craft and, and through what's been passed down to me through generations. So I'm happy to be able to give that to the people. Awesome. I love that. And I'm definitely going to be asking you for a witchy tip later. Yeah. So stay fun. tuned for that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we're going to talk about mediumship. But before that, let's talk about a little bit of how you got to where you are now, where we're sitting here now talking about mediumship. So can you introduce yourself and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got involved in this? Like, was it something you've been doing since you were little or something you developed? And yeah, what what did this journey look like? Yeah, you? this journey has definitely been a long one. I am a psychic medium. I have my own website where I do my readings, which is witchatip.com, but I also read in a pretty well-known shop up in Salem, Massachusetts called Pentagram. Professionally, I've been doing it for, I would say, about 15 years or better now, but I have been a medium since before I'm born. That's what I tell people. Uh, (laughs) I basically was born talking to the other side. So the way it's developed, though, is very interesting. As a little child, you know, you have those quote unquote imaginary friends. I still remember who they are to this day. And I think that my imaginary friends compared to some other children in the neighborhood lasted a lot longer. So I've been talking to the other side for quite some time. But with that being said, I've also seen some not light and bright spirits as well. So it's been a very interesting journey, to say the least. First of all, I want to say Pentagram's great. I've been to that shop a couple times. Definitely recommend checking it out if you're ever in Salem. And getting a reading from Joanne while you're there, just saying. Yeah, that'd be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And a quick tie-in before I talk about, you know, what you just said. Um, You gave a reading to Gigi and or Vanessa Hudgens from Dead Hot, one of them. Both of them, Um, yes. Both of them, there we go. (laughs) In Salem. So uh, you you were on the... 
documentary. I guess a documentary, right way to phrase it. I, I would think so. so. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a movie. It seems like they they call it a documentary. So I'm I'm gonna go with that. And uh, yes, I was able to sit down and do mediumship for both of them. Both amazing, amazing women, and really super sweet. It was a great experience. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. And when I get into my zone, I'm in my zone. So it, it kind of doesn't, you know, not to talk it down, I guess, uh, but it doesn't matter who's in front of me when I'm doing mediumship because I'm just completely channeling the spirit. So I'm just like in there and, and it's almost like everything else just kind of disappears. So normally where I would be super nervous, where I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm sitting in front of Vanessa Hudgens. Oh my goodness, I'm sitting in front of Gigi McGree. Like, that didn't happen until after when it when I went back into my logical mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. But yeah, so okay, so going back to what you're talking about. So when you were a kid, you had imaginary friends that lasted a little bit longer. Would you say looking back that they were spirits that you were talking to or Oh my goodness. Imaginary friends. They or- were a hundred percent spirit that I was talking to because I remember them so you know when they're just imaginary friends that kids make up and they're not attached to spirit you kind of forget them right like you kind of don't remember who they were or anything like that like to this day and I am up there in age uh (laughs) I still remember what they looked like what they showed me what their names were and it's just I'm like, no, they definitely were not imaginary friends because I know too much about them. I It wasn't something that my imagination, I could have made up, if that makes sense. No, it, it definitely does. When I was a kid, my quote unquote imaginary friend, um, I was not a very creative kid. <laughs> and I'm just to put that out there. And so I couldn't really think of anything. So I named my imaginary friend Kelly, like, Barbie's sister, Kelly. I love that. And she just happened to look exactly like Kelly. But I remember too, my imaginary friend, I used to get like upset when I was a kid and think that I was quote unquote doing it wrong because I couldn't like see them. I couldn't hear them. I couldn't feel them. And I guess in popular culture, when kids have their imaginary friends, it just like seems like they're like real or whatever. I shouldn't say pop culture. I should say just the media. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't have that. And so I remember being a kid, like, you know, I have an imaginary friend, but like, it's not a, it's not a, wow, a real imaginary friend. Right. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I thought I was doing something wrong. So it's cool that you experienced something. I shouldn't say something, but it's cool that you experienced spirit with that. Um, Because even as a kid, I guess, like, I didn't know what I was looking for, but I knew what I had was not what I wanted. Right. (laughs) You're like, nope, not this. This is not what it is that I'm seeking. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Now, for those that are completely new to this topic, I guess we should back up a little bit. So what exactly is mediumship? I know you mentioned the word channeling as well, too. Um, what? How would you define what those are? So the way I would describe it best would be being able to communicate with the other side, with those who have passed. Um, it doesn't always have to be someone that you know. Uh, A lot of times I will have someone in front of me, a client, and they want to talk to Grandma Betty, but the neighbor next door comes through that they didn't even know, but they have a soul connection and they have something to say to guide them. 
So that would be, I guess, the best way that I would describe it. And then just pulling them in. So when I do mediumship, it's not always seeing. It's sometimes hearing them or they'll show symbols and it'll be a symbol for something that means something else. So let me just explain. So when I'm doing a mediumship, if I see a wheel of any kind, and it's normally like a truck wheel specifically, that means that there's a move. There's a move coming or there's movement around the person or the, and I have to tie it all together. So mediumship is definitely teamwork with the other person because you need them to say just to validate. So either yes or no, like, does this make sense to you? Does it not? Should I go a different way with it? Because spirit will come and talk to you and just tell you whatever it is they want to say at the time. And sometimes it could be a spirit that is just simply attached to you from where you've been before you sat down in front of me. And I just have to kind of weed through them and be like, okay, this one belongs to you. This one doesn't, you know? And then I, and with that, the best way to describe that would be, I am channeling them. I do set my boundaries though, as far as how much channeling I'm willing to take on with my physical body, but my logical mind must not be present when I'm doing mediumship. And that was probably one of the biggest challenges I had doing it as a professional medium. So I want to go back to, you were talking about randomly attached spirits on people. Do you find that that's like a common thing that people just tend to have random spirits attached to them? They don't really know the person or anything about it. I get that a lot when I have nurses in front of me because they've helped so many people. They're walking through a hospital. Uh, they are a white light because they are healers. Uh, it may be in a different, you know, in a different way, not a Reiki healer, but you know, they are healing these people and they don't even realize how bright their light is that when the spirit now passes on to the other side. They're like, ooh, white light, let me follow you. And a lot of times when I have a nurse come and sit down in front of me, I'm like, wow, so you're a nurse. And they're like, how did you know? And I'm like, because you have like 50 lines of spirit standing behind you and we're going to need to do some kind of a cleansing. I'm going to tell you what to do in order to let them go to where they belong because they don't belong with you. <laughs> Yeah. So it happens, you know, and also if somebody is just open, if their crown is open and they are, even if they're not into spirituality in any way or into any type of craft at all, they can still be an open channel and they will get uh, spirit attached to them. It's not a bad thing, but they just don't belong there. So you want to send them on their way to go, you know, maybe they got lost on the way. <laughs> Now, uh, when you, so you said that you've been doing this since you were a kid. So how did you kind of figure out like, okay, there's something going on here that I'm doing that the normal lay person doesn't <laughs> do, or like, like, what did that look like for you? And, and how did you kind of go from so there? So first I had to get past the whole, oh my goodness, people are going to think I'm absolutely crazy. Right. So for so long, I kind of kept pushing it down, pushing it down, pushing it down, meaning inside of me. And I was just like ignoring it. Like I knew they were talking, but I was like, nope, 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 nope. And then as I had gotten older, I was, I'll never forget it. I was getting a massage, which is something that is supposed to be relaxing. Right. And the woman who was doing the massage, I kept having an older 
spirit pop in the room every time I went for this massage. And it was a therapeutic massage. So it was like a physical therapy type of massage. So I had to be there at least once a week. And every time I, this woman put her hands like on my neck or, or my shoulders, this older woman appeared in the doorway. And I was like, well, this isn't relaxing at all. So how am I going to say this to her? And then, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'd probably be like, um, I'm like, like a little creeped I out. I don't know what I'm going to say, but, you know, I'm hoping that this person who's doing the massage is open to this kind of stuff because I have to say something. So finally, I gave her the messages and I just kind of ripped off the bandaid and I was like, that's it. Like, I have to say something. I have to. And I just kind of ripped off the Band-Aid and I was like, just spilled it. I just said every message that the woman had. And that woman who was doing my massage just stopped and she was like, oh my goodness, that's my mother. And thank you so much. I've been waiting to hear from her. And I was like, okay, okay. So I'm not crazy. This, this is an actual thing <laughs> and I can't suppress it anymore. So I have to just I have a gift. I have to embrace it and I have to share it. That's what I'm here for. It's strongly what I believe I'm here for. And what I'm here to do is to share this gift with the world or as many people as I can, you know, and that was how I really got into it. Like that was my one main thing. And then it was just developing it more because I had, I already had it, you know, so I would scry into espresso coffee and I would see the images and I would do automatic writing so that I could write things down because whenever you do automatic writing and you just sit in silence, that spirit talking to you, a lot of scrying into coffee, a lot of scrying into coffee in order to get my logical mind trained to go on the back burner when it comes time to give messages. You know, it's, it's funny you say that because over the weekend I was actually just scrying into a glass of red wine. Yeah. Uh, we were, we were teaching our outer court students about how to do different types of scrying and I had a glass of wine in my hand and I just looked down. And I was like, you know, you can scry into this. It's pretty dark. Yeah. It doesn't have to be dark. But I was like, this is actually pretty appropriate. Use your wine glass if you'd like. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it I was impressed when I when I first started doing it. I was like, wow, I can actually see things in here. You know, because at first I didn't have that confidence to say, Okay, this is it. Like this is this is who I am and this is what I'm meant to do. You know, did you ever have to have a conversation with like your parents or anything about, hey, <laughs> I think I'm psychic. Yeah. So <laughs> that was interesting. I think the family was more of a challenge than 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 the strangers because the strangers accepted it because they were coming to me for readings because they believed in it. You know, not saying that my parents don't and that my family doesn't, but they're they're hard to they're hard panel of judges. So I, um, I guess my grandmother, who I was very close with when I was younger, she had come through to me one night, so clear, clear as day. And she had given me so many messages for every single person in my family. It was just like download after download after download. Grandma had a lot. She had so much to say. And I truly, to this day, feel that it was her way of basically breaking the ice to let the family know, like, yeah, she's she's not crazy. She She's gifted, and uh, <laughs> here you go. And then it was just like, whoa, how did you know that? And I'm like, 
because I'm telling you, I can see them. I talk to them. I've been doing this forever, you know? And a few people gave me like those test questions, you know, oh, if this is real, then find this out for me. And then I would come back with the answer and it was just like answer after answer. And then finally I was like, you know what, guys? screw you. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I'm pulling my energy and I'm, and I'm pulling them here to answer like enough, you know, I know you're my family. You're gonna have to start freaking paying or some shit, you know? And then finally they stopped and they were just like, okay, let's just, we're going to accept that this is, this is what you do. And this is pretty much who you are, you know? And now funny enough, I will not read them. <laughs> I will not read for family or friends. I'm like, nope. Sorry, I will send you over to somebody else. I, I know plenty in the community that do this, and I will send you over gladly, but I will not read you at all. <laughs> You're like, I've done enough yeah. reading. Grandma told yeah, me enough for your entire life. She gave me so done. much information, and it was within like a first like six-month period of time. So it's not like she just did it. I mean, that one night was download after download, but then she just kept doing it, I guess, because she knew I needed the help to prove... And then finally, the uh, no, I was just like, nope, not doing this. The confidence came. And I was just like, yeah, no, mm -mm, I don't need to prove it. If you don't believe it, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not giving you any more. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love mm -hmm. grandma. Always coming in clutch like that, right? You know? <laughs> so I wanted to ask, is this something that you think that anybody could do? Or do you think some people need to be disposed to it? Is there a way to develop this? I know you've been doing it since essentially you were a child. Mm -hmm. So there might be some, I don't want to say bias, but like your own thoughts on it. But I don't know. Can anybody kind of like pick up a book or go to a spiritualist church, which I guess maybe we should talk about that. <laughs> Just something along those lines and um, be able to do this. I definitely feel that. So in my opinion, I definitely feel that everybody has the ability to be psychic a hundred percent. And it all depends on how deep you want to dive into it. With mediumship, there are certain things that you can do to make it stronger. You know, not everybody is born with it. I know some people who just, you know, by they have developed it through certain things. The automatic writing that I was talking to you about earlier, just um, getting into a meditative state and just writing down whatever it is that comes to mind. Um, that is spirit talking to you. Keeping a dream journal is another way of doing it. And I'm realistic when it comes to that shit. Like, I know that you're not waking up at three in the morning and writing down everything that, you know, someone had said to you in a dream that had passed. But the phones are always near us. So I always tell people, voice note yourself and listen back to that shit in the morning and then write it. Okay. There are little things that definitely can be done to nurture it. And scrying is one of them. Automatic writing is another, even something like talking to a pendulum, you know, calling in good spirit. And that is a form of mediumship. Some may not think of it that way, but it is because it's the spirit that's moving that pendulum. So do you have any advice for what things people can do to start distinguishing the voice that they have in just their everyday head? their normal yeah. life versus hearing from spirit? Um, you definitely, it's going, it's definitely different. Okay. So you're going to know the difference between your voice and, and the voice that you've been listening to for however long you've been 
walking this earth compared to someone else's, uh, what it is that they're saying. And I will tell you, normally when spirit comes through, there's no question that it's spirit, that it was not you just hearing a random thought, say. Um, and what you can do, though, is you set boundaries with spirit. Okay. So you let them know, like, listen, if you have to tell me something, what is it that you have to say? What is it that this person has to hear? Or what is it that I have to hear? And when you're speaking to them that way, they know that you mean business. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, you have to, you, you kind of have to be the boss in that situation so that you can determine, is it spirit or is it just me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was curious on what your advice was for this. Uh, I know I have given advice for people that, for this in the past. And normally what I've told people is to develop a meditation practice that, and I feel like that's actually like an answer oh for God, everything, right? It Especially is. in the, it, 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 it really it's is. Really. It's like, why don't you meditate on that? It's, I, I almost want to feel, I almost feel like it's like telling somebody, oh, my computer is having an issue. And they're like, have you tried turning it on and off again? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I, I hate to sound so cliche about it, but it's true. And what I mean by develop or start a meditation practice is because you start to become very aware of what your voice sounds like in your head and how to control it in a mm -hmm, sense. Because mm -hmm. uh, you listen to yourself all day long. But when was the last time you really sat there and was like, okay, this is what my voice yeah. sounds like? Because I, you'll have instances where a voice will come through in your head that is it could sound like just like your voice, but it is not you. And it's very apparent that it's not you. And being able to practice getting into a meditative state really helps distinguish what that sounds like. Um, I've experienced it myself where I'm yeah. just like, Ooh, that was that not was my not thought. Me. Wow. <laughs> that was not yeah. me. Um, and it just kind of pops into your head. And it's usually I, I'm for me, it was like a very complex thought provoking thing. And I was like, Whoa, where'd that come from? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> meditation is seriously so important with developing any type of gift, but, and, and also learning how to be in the moment with yourself. So I like to tell people when you're going into the meditation, go into the meditation with the intention, go into the meditation, either to sit with self or go into the meditation to see who comes through. You know what I mean? Like separate it. So when I'm meditating just for self, for my own benefit and to just be in the moment and, and bring myself down to that grounded place where we all should get to go every, every once in a while, <laughs> um, I will not welcome spirit in during those meditations. I'm like, absolutely not. And it's all about like, what I said before, it's boundaries. Um, then I kind of do a separate meditation for just that. Like, okay, guys, I'm here. If you want to give me, you know, a clue as to what's going on, I know I don't read the family, but if you need me to know something, let me know. <laughs> and, and they come through. It, it's, it's practice though. It's, it's a lot of practice. It's not, it doesn't just happen overnight. I mean, I know people, I mean, who wouldn't? We're humans. We're having a human experience. We love instant gratification, right? But it it's not instant. You, you have to develop it. So even me, who was born with it and have been doing this my whole life, I've 
spent many hours in a meditative state. Yeah. I, and I, I love that. I love that advice too, of starting with the intention of doing a meditation to maybe directly bring in spirit. And, you know, I, I can see the difference that one would probably experience of, okay, I'm doing a meditation just for myself or just to, you know, yep. maybe for whatever deity yeah, or deities exactly. that I work with versus, you know what, this meditation is with the intent to reach out to a loved one who has passed on and to sit there and think about them, because that's also a time to perhaps where you can sit and really just grieve. Uh, not well, maybe, maybe grieve's not the right word I'm looking for, but sit there and talk to them yeah. in your head or out loud and just meditate on them and their spirit. And I don't know, maybe if you keep doing that for a while, you it, might it hear something. You, you definitely yeah. will. And and even if it's not, you know, a whole paragraph or or everything that you every question answered that you wanted, sometimes just sitting with them and just seeing them or being able to smell that that's a part of mediumship. Um, the smell, sometimes they give me taste, like their, their recipe that they were known for, like from my own family members with clients, it's a little different, but it's, it's a way of, of having that connection again, you know, even if it's just for a brief moment, because time, it doesn't heal. It just helps us deal. And so when you have that moment with them, it's nice and it, and it's, and it does help a lot actually. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that sometimes people get into their head a little bit too much about connecting with spirit because I know I've had instances where if I've tried really, really hard to connect with a particular spirit, I'll get absolutely nothing. But then there's other times that I think of them just randomly. And it's almost like I kind of can feel like, you know, not this strong presence, like they're standing in front of me, but it's like, I can feel that they're, they hang around. And that little sense of, okay, I can tell they're around. They're 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 here. here nurturing that and and really building on that and not building your you know having these hollywood expectations yes. of what's to happen yes it doesn't happen yeah. that way i mean oh it doesn't happen that way it's a little frustrating but it is again like i said earlier it's definitely teamwork with the client i don't know the client for a hole in the wall i don't know their family i don't even ask for a name i don't want a name I just want the relation that they are to the person and I want to be able to welcome them in and give them as much information that I can so that they have the validation that it is in fact them, you know, and yeah, Hollywood movies, shows, all this fun stuff. And it's made it a lot harder (laughs) to give that validation to people sometimes, especially if they're skeptic about it. Um, they don't expect me to say, hey, this is teamwork. I, I, I'm going to need you to work with me a little bit here. I don't need you to tell me the whole story, but I do need you to at least answer a question here and there simply so that I know that I'm on the right path, that I have the right spirit, that I don't have anybody else that's in the room, you know, uh, especially when I'm in the shop. I mean, we have a shop full of people outside. I need to make sure I'm in your energy and not anybody else's that's on the outside of the curtain. And I don't know if they expect that because TV doesn't always show it to be that. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And especially too, I mean, I'm sure if you're reading in Salem of all places, 
<laughs> there oh, <yeah>. are, <laughs> especially especially during certain times during of the year. Times of the year, we play test the psychic. It's uh, fun, but hey, you know, and and it's okay. It, it goes with the territory, so to speak. But I truly do love doing what I do, so I don't mind. I, I don't. I just would love if people had a better understanding of mediumship and how it truly does work. You know, it's, they don't speak in full sentences. They don't say, hi, Joanne, I am so-and-so's grandmother and I passed away from blah, blah, blah. No, they don't do that. They come through, they give me feminine or masculine energy. And then I have to take it from there. And then, and then we go a little bit deeper and then, you know, I may feel something. Sometimes I feel the way the person passed away and that's not always fun for me. Mm -mm. And there are times when I know that I'm, I don't know, maybe a little run down and I set those boundaries in the beginning of the reading. And I'm like, okay, guys, we're not going to be doing that today. Okay. We're not doing that shit. Just tell me how you passed. I don't need to feel it. And and they listen. You know, at this point, I've kind of established that, <laughs> those boundaries with them. But it's not them talking the same way you and I are speaking right now. It's, it's puzzle pieces. It's, hey, this symbol, this could mean this. I mean, they just recently changed up a symbol on me and I had to figure that out. And I was like, oh, okay, so this is what this means now. You know, like, <laughs> all right, you changed it. Cool. And they will constantly change the symbols and what they mean to me and how I should interpret it. And that's why it's important for the client's input. Like I said, they don't have to give me the whole story. No, normally you don't have to give any medium the whole story, but, but we would so appreciate if you'd work with us with certain things. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, it's completely understandable too. If you think about it, I mean, spirits are no longer human. Mm -hmm. They may have had a human life and they had human relationships. And, you know, if they're sticking around and trying to give a message, obviously they're still at some point or some way connected to humanity or humans in general. But it makes sense that they don't communicate the way that humans do because we are very wordy. We have a lot of expressions. We say a lot of things and spirits don't work. Like no, that. I mean, it's funny. I, I, I'll tell you a quick story about this one spirit who had passed and he's, he's been passed over 20 years. And I will tell you when I do a mediumship, I don't ever remember. I don't remember it. Any type of reading that I do, I don't remember it. It's not for me. The messages aren't for me. They don't belong to me. Once they're out of my mouth, that's it. They're gone. They're out of my head. They're, they're no longer here. But I do remember this one particular spirit. Number one, he had so much character, but it wasn't even the fact that he had so much character. It was the fact that his family had been looking to contact him for over 20 years or something like that. Nobody has ever been able to contact him. And I was like, okay, you know what? Sometimes a picture, you know, just, just give me the picture. We'll, we'll have him sit here and look at me while I'm doing the rest of the mediumship. And, and if he comes through, he comes through. And if he doesn't, I mean, I'm very honest when in my readings, if he doesn't, I'm going to tell you, no, I couldn't get him. I apologize. You know? So we got through the rest of the family and, and I ended up did, I made contact with him. I don't remember anything that he said, but I do remember what he said at the end. And I feel like it was an important lesson to not only for the family, but also for me as the medium, just to hear it. He turned around and he was like, now, can you all leave me alone? It's RIP for a reason. Let me rest in peace. Oh. 
Oh my Stop God. looking for me. And I just thought it was the funniest thing because I don't know if people are aware of the fact that sometimes they just don't want to be found. Sometimes they don't want to talk. They're happy. They're in their highest, most peaceful place that they can ever be. And they don't want to be called back here, you know, like, and he definitely didn't. So it was, it was pretty funny. Gosh, that reminds me. It was like, so when my best friend passed away in 2020, um, I had a dream about her maybe like a week or two before her memorial. After she had already passed, we had the memorial later at the, at the very end of the month. Mm. Um, and I can't, I wrote it down somewhere and I'm not going to look for it now because it's going to take too much time to go through all my yeah. notes. But I, I had this dream where in the dream, we like kind of acknowledged each other, but she was like hanging out with these other people and it looked like she was really good friends with them. And um, I was kind of like, um, hello, yeah. like, you know, like I gave her a hug and I was like, are you not going to like, what are we doing here? Like I'm here. And she, she said something to that effect of what you had um, experienced something about how, like, you know, if you're upset, it makes me upset, but I have passed on and, you know, not that you're tying me down, like being upset. Right. Like, that's not what she was saying, but she was essentially saying something of the effect of like, I have passed on, you know, it's time to start living your life past this experience of not, I mean, no longer being around. And I remember waking up from that dream. And first of all, I was kind of pissed. pissed. I was like, excuse me. Like, like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm grieving your loss here. Like, excuse me. And like, you're just in my dream. You already have your new, your new spirit. Friend. Yeah. And like, <laughs> was our multi-decade friendship like mean nothing? Like what's going on? Um, but after, you know, the grief died down and, you know, I was able to process it and really sit down and think about it. Uh, I was like, you know, it makes sense. Like she has moved on. She's, she's passed, uh, moved on from this life. And, um, you know, me being very upset about her death, uh, was making her upset in the spirit life. And she was was like, stop it. (laughs) Like, stop doing that. Why are you doing this to me? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. They they really don't like to. So a lot of times too, they won't come through when we're still so upset about it. They don't, they don't want to see us upset because, because they're not, you know, and, and it's not only because they're not, it's just because they, they did care for us when they were here on this plane. Okay. And, and they were walking this earth. They a hundred percent cared for us deeply and they don't want to see us crying. They don't want to see us upset. They, they don't like to see that. They want us to be just as happy for them that they're free as they are for themselves. And that's so hard because we're humans still, you know, but that's truly what they want. And it's very difficult. And I especially feel that I'm letting down a client when it's a, when it's a situation like that, but I have to respect, I have to respect them and I have to say, okay, you know what? They just, they don't want to come through right now but maybe you could get somebody else on the line like your grandmother she's standing right behind you do you want to talk to her (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah so okay so i I went back and i found it because it was in my phone and what it was was uh in the dream she was like walking away and i had a feeling like she needed to be like she was in a rush to go somewhere like she had other things to do and like i did too in the dream but i was like i took myself away from what i needed to do to go chase after Mm. her 
And I was like, wait, 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 can you come visit me in my dreams? Meanwhile, I'm in a dream saying yeah. this to her. And without any hesitation at all in the dream, she turned around and said, no, but you know that saying, and I've never heard the saying, but I was like, okay. And she was like, no, but you know that saying, I'm only hurting when you're sad, stop hurting. And then she was gone. Yeah. <laughs> and I woke up and I was like, oh, that was her spirit talking. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. Yeah, I was like, you, you just stop, stop dropping everything to try and find me. And I want yep. you to live your life. I want you to be happy and let me go now, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And it's easier for them, right? <laughs> it's so much easier yeah. for them because they're not here, you know? But it, it's true. Some spirit are, in fact, like that. And, and that was just one of my examples. And you seem to have had, you know, somewhat of the same type of feedback, in a sense, yeah. Yeah. And you know, um, it's, it's like your clients, they, I'm sure they were not thrilled to hear. No, I mean, well, they laughed because <laughs> they were like, Oh, well, that's definitely him, you know, but I mean, were they happy to hear that? No, of course not. They want to talk to him. They've, they've been searching for him for, Oh my goodness, over 20 years. And it, they, he was just like, no, like it's, it's RIP for a reason. Now stop. You got me here. That's it. Don't ask for me anymore. And I was like, I felt so I'm literally the middleman, right? So here I am. And I'm like, I have to say this to them right now because I will never hold back in a reading ever. Um, if it's something that's coming, there's a reason that you, you must hear it. So I don't hold back. So I just spit it out. And I was like, all right, guys, well, don't hate me. I'm literally the medium here. And I just spit it out and they just started cracking up and they were like, no, we've spent enough time here with you tonight to know that that definitely was not your words. And I was like, exactly. Thank you for not hating me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right. Awesome. Well, I have a bunch more questions I want to ask you about mediumship, but we are going to take a short break and we'll be back in a awesome. moment. Okay. And welcome back. Okay. <laughs> All right. So one of the questions that I had for you was you had mentioned practicing this, doing things like automatic writing. Um, you've also mentioned looking at things like a picture. Now, if somebody, I'm asking this for people who want to practice this at home, but they might need a second person to kind of bounce things off of you had mentioned. That's kind of like a team yeah. thing to get validation or not. Now, is this something that people should try to do with another person in person or is this something that somebody can try to do with like an online group or like a friend over zoom uh what would you recommend for that? you can totally do it online or on zoom however you feel comfortable you know um at first i was like i need the person in front of me and, and it changes everybody develops differently right so i was like i need the person in front of me i i need to see them i need to be able to make that connection and as the years went on i was like i don't actually need the person in front of me all i need is their energy and i need them to be willing to be here and show up and do the teamwork with me and have this and welcome the spirit and for me over the years it's just gotten easier and easier over the phone. Um, I would definitely say at first I would practice with a friend. 
that's just my opinion. I would practice with a friend and maybe, you know, hold a piece of jewelry of a passed on loved one of the friend or look at a picture and see what it is that this that the picture is saying to you. That's how I would do it. Now, in person or over the phone, that's totally up to you and your comfort level. That makes sense. Yeah, because I, I, I was thinking of, you know, the people who listen to this podcast who are in the broom closet still or live in an area where they have to hide their practice fra- from their partner or maybe just oh they live in, like, the Bible Belt yeah, or Yeah, so what I say to them is – Listen, it's always easier to just tell people I had the weirdest dream, even if it wasn't a dream. All right. And it was a message that you had received from a loved one of theirs. Just make it like it was a dream if they're still in the broom closet. And like you said, all of those things. I had a dream. Does this make sense to you? And then boom, you'll get your validation without having to let anybody know where you know, how you got the information or anything like that. That is such a smart workaround. I didn't even think of that. Because people accept that, right? People accept the fact that dreams happen, right? And if they, if it doesn't make sense to them, they'll be like, oh my goodness, you're, you're so crazy. Or that sometimes their first response. So don't get, don't be embarrassed because sometimes that is their first response just because they're kind of like scared or freaked out about it because you just picked up on something that you'd have no freaking idea about. But as long as you say it was in a dream, they'll feel a lot more comfortable with answering truthfully. You know, what's so funny about that, that this just made me think of my, my family's very Catholic. Right. And my mom told me that she's had instances in her life where like, she's predicted something or like felt these waves of emotion. And then later found out like somebody had died right when she felt these emotional things and she was, you know, in Puerto Rico. And then this happened in like New York. Right. And like, she would have like all these crazy experiences happen to her. And when I first got involved in witchcraft, she we were just talking on the phone one day and like, she just casually reminded me about these things. She had told me my whole life growing up that I forgot about. And, you know, now I was in an outer court all of a sudden. So like what she was telling me meant a lot more to me yeah. at that moment than it did when I was young. And I asked her, I was like, well, like, you know, like, what do you think caused that? She's like, well, I, I always just thought like it was a gift from Jesus. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? We can work yep. with that. That's fine. Let's just work with it. That's <laughs> it. You know, it's, it's, and it's not that you're misguiding or misleading anyone, but if you're feeling as though you, you want this validation, you need to know so that you know, Hey, I'm really not crazy. I truly have a gift here and I'm developing it. Um, but this is someone who may not accept it, go with what they will accept, whether it be a dream or like your mom, it's a gift from Jesus. Like whatever it is, play on the words. We're not fully lying, but we're making it comfortable for them so that you get the validation for you so that you could further your development. I love that. Play to your strengths. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) So I want to back up a little bit. So I had mentioned this at one point about the spiritualist church or spiritualism. I'm assuming you are familiar with that, but I realize we never actually talked about that before we met up for this episode. Right. Is that uh, is that something that you have like familiarity with it at all? Or? I'm I'm not enough to speak okay. on it, but yes, I've heard of it. 
Yeah, so I, I've heard of it too. I have never gone to a service or anything, but I have heard that they are these essentially churches that you can go to that you can develop your mediumship skills. Yes, I've heard of them too. Um, I've, I've definitely, now that you're saying it, that yes, I have heard of them. I, I've i never been though. I've never attended. Yeah, I think that Teresa Caputo, like the Long Island medium, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that's where she got her training from for mediumship. Okay. Um, don't, don't quote me on that. But I was just bringing it up because these are churches that exist like all over the country in the U.S. And if somebody is interested in a mediumship group, I have heard that you can go to these churches. I think they're more Jesus based. Maybe I honestly do not know. Yes. Well, whatever <laughs> I have but, read about it, um, it did seem so. It did seem so that they were. Yes, yes. I do know some witches that have gone to a couple of sessions of these and said that these women who practice at these churches, I I believe he said it's primarily women who attend these. They are like spot on. And it's like, it's crazy how spot on they get. So I've heard good things about it. But yeah, yeah. So I guess anybody listening out there, if you want to look up if you have a spiritualist church in your neighborhood, that's potentially one way to develop your media. I mean, skills. shit, I may go because you know what? I, I know because I just feel like, you know, you never know. You never know enough. You're never the master of, of all. Like there's always so much more. Like maybe there's a different technique that they do that could help me get there quicker. You know, I mean, I get there pretty quick. I could, I could transition really quickly between me and then, okay, I have to go into a reading, you know, but you never know. Like there's different techniques for everyone. So oh, who knows? Maybe I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some, there's always something new to exactly. learn. It does not matter. Like you said, it does not matter if you were the master expert. Exactly. On something. There's always something Correct. new to learn. Always, always, always. And, and so why not have people of, well, I mean, I don't know if they're, you know, if they are Jesus based, I'm not going to say of like mind, but you, you're still coming together for, for one reason. And the one reason is the mediumship, right? It's to develop that. So why not give it a whirl? <laughs> exactly. I, and God, there's that one place. It's in New York. It's like Lilydale. Lilydale, yes. Lilydale. Mm-hmm. I think that some of the people who live in Lilydale are members of that church. But again, I have no actual knowledge of like what these people do. So please do not quote me on this, but just, just kind of like a direction somebody could look into if they're interested. hundred percent. Um, and Lilydale is actually a place that I would like to just go check out just because, you know, I'm like, I, I've, I've heard about it. I am in New York. I would like to go just see, just go check it out. Maybe a little road trip, you know, and it would be interesting to see if I could go to one of their I don't know if they call it a session, a meeting, a, I don't know what they call it, but I would check it out. And then if I do, I'll check back in with you and let you know how it goes. <laughs> that sounds perfect. <laughs> it, it'd be in, so, so for those who don't know what Lilydale is, it's essentially this like town or community of mediums and psychic people who just all live there. And I wonder what it's like, yeah. like energetically in that town. Yeah, well, that's part of the reason because I, I, I had read about it and I was like, you know, this would be really cool or wouldn't it? Because of how, <laughs> because of how sensitive, you know, there has to be some kind of you develop that. How do you put it like that? That energy, like where, you know, like, for instance, 
And just for example, I'm like tripping on my words here, but like when I enter Salem, I know I've entered Salem by the energy shift. I know I'm there, you know, but I have a tolerance for it because I've been going there for so long. So I'd imagine that the people who live in Lilydale have that same type of tolerance for one another's energy and all the energy that comes in. It'd be interesting to see what my energy does when I enter. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, what's even more interesting too, we, we were kind of just touching upon this, like the like-minded yep. perhaps uh-huh. people. Uh-huh. Um, I have encountered a lot of people who are not personally like, you know, talking to them in person, but they, but seeing people online and such who are mediums and able to communicate with the other side who are also very, very much against witchcraft or magic or anything Mm -hmm. of that field. And I guess, I don't know, thinking back to what I was talking with my mom where she's like, well, I thought it was a gift from Jesus. And I'm like, okay. Um, It's, it's interesting. (laughs) It's interesting how like, cause it's, it's a, a decent, proportion of, of people that are mediums that are very much against, against it, against witchcraft against it, altogether, yes. against the occult, anything occult yeah. related. They are completely, yeah, they against. come after me online all the time, um, on TikTok, uh, on Instagram for my witchy tips all the time. And I'm just like, but I'm, I'm just doing pretty much, you know, maybe a little more than what you're doing, but it's the same kind of basis if you think about it it's just that i'm saying witchy tip and you don't like it and you're coming after me for it <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's the internet it's, right people, yeah and that's okay people love to hey, listen that's cool i'm just like all right i i'd ignore i don't give in to that type of energy at all but there's a lot of people who are psychic mediums and they are not you know witches or a part of the occult at all. And Hey, I respect that. I just say, respect me for what I do for what I believe. You don't have to believe it. Just respect me for it. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And, and part of the reason I bring this up is, you know, I, I have nothing against everybody can have their own religion, their own path. Completely. I completely respect that. I'm more, I'm more of mentioned this, that if anybody here goes to anyone who's listening, goes to visit a medium or a reader or somebody who is psychic however you quantify it or however they explain themselves that don't expect that they are going to be completely down with anything occult related because there is a good possibility that they might be very much anti that and just more of a fyi yeah i don't i'll be honest i don't when i do my sessions i don't touch base on what I believe or what I practice at all. Uh, you know, you're coming to me for mediumship. I'm going to give you mediumship. You're coming to me for a psychic reading. I'm going to give you a psychic reading. What I practice, I just, I don't feel that it's necessary for me to announce it. You know, some people do. I just don't. I never did for that reason, because I strongly believe in divine timing. And if you found yourself in front of me for mediumship, there's a reason why. And and I just, I don't want you to get up and walk out if it's, if you're so against my personal lifestyle, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. It definitely makes sense. And 
a, a friend once said, and this is so true, not every witch is a psychic and not every psychic is a witch. It's true. That is true. Yeah. So I had another question yeah. for you. For people who are getting involved in mediumship or were born with this and just trying to find a way to nurture it, do you have any advice of what somebody can do when it, when or if, or I guess I should say when, mm-hmm. it becomes scary? Huh. So <laughs> it... And it can be because there's there's sometimes there's a fine line because okay so they're spirit and there's no time over there and they know no no time and unless you set the boundaries they will not keep the boundaries so when I had first started uh, really doing this every single day there were times where I would be like loading my dishwasher and they'd be just talking to me and giving me like a whole story about different random things and random people because you're welcoming in you know all spirit. You, you know, I, I, you open that door, you, you kind of can't just say, okay, I'm just going to allow this one in, or I'm just going to allow this one in. So I always say, cleanse yourself, send the energy back every single night before you go to sleep, make sure you set the boundaries. So there've been plenty of times where I've had to stand in the middle of my kitchen when I first started and say, Hey, I'm doing the wife thing right now. And I'm a mother and this is what I need to do. You need to wait your turn. It's not your turn yet. <laughs> when it does get scary, it's always important for me and in my opinion, I always keep a white light, a white candle burning so that that way you are welcoming in the good and and the light spirits as opposed to not. If you see those who are not, um, you have to kindly send them away. And when I say kindly, I mean, you tell them, get the fuck out of my space. You're not welcome here. You really have to be very upfront with them. I love that. You do. And I've had to do it before. I've done it in my house plenty of times in the very beginning, you know, because again, they're like, oh, wait, she can hear us, you know, uh, plenty of times where I've felt somebody sit on the bed next to me and like touch my leg. And I'm like, what the, f-? like, get out of here. Like, you do not fucking belong here, you know? Consent, consent. Yeah, you know, like, come on, like, what are you doing? And you experience all sorts of things, but it doesn't. It doesn't have to always, it's not always scary. I really truly feel that the reason I experience those things and that many of us do is because it's important for you to know, are they of love and light or are they not? And the only way for you to know the difference is if you experience it, just like everything else in this world. Yeah. People aren't all love and light. Exactly. So (laughs) So you need to kind of know, like, what are we dealing with? Are we going to continue having this conversation with the spirit or is this a spirit best banished? and sent away. (laughs) All right. I have one more question because I know we're coming up on time just about mediumship, but would you recommend if somebody is getting involved in this to try to develop this, to open that doorway as much as they can, like for example, doing automatic writing every single day for like a couple weeks or doing whatever it is, or would you recommend that maybe they do automatic writing, let's say for a day, and then they ground every night and then they try again. Um, And I ask this because I have done rituals that are for a month long plus Mm -hmm. that you do something every single day. And I know that doing something like that makes you very psychically open, but that can also become very chaotic. It can. can. You're not correct. Yeah, it can be very chaotic. I always would suggest, I, I love the every single day because consistency is key. However, every single day you should also be grounding. So you need both, you know, it's like, 
when I start my day and I know that I have a full day of readings, I open myself enough where I'm going to get all the information from everything. And then I do a small little ritual for myself and not everybody's is the same where it's like, okay, I'm shut off now. I shut myself off, quote unquote, and then I ground and I send it back. It's so important to do the automatic writing, the scrying, the meditation every single day in order to get to the point where you're completely confident to be like, yes, I have developed this skill. I feel like we could do just a whole episode on automatic writing. Automatic writing is so freaking cool. <laughs> it's just so cool. It's it's like, you know, you, you light the white candle, you allow it to just kind of take over the room. I, I don't do it with any other lights on, just the white candle. You know, I don't, put music in the background. Some people may, it, it all depends on, on your preference, of course. And then just br you're breathing, you're doing your breath work and then boom, what, what's coming to your head? What, what is it? Who is it for? Um, and it's fun to do it with a group of people because you'll end up noticing that you're giving messages to the other people and that's, there it is. Now you're like, Oh shit, that's validation. Oh wow. Okay. Let's do this again. Can we do it again tomorrow? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's like I, I've done rituals with friends or spells, and I'm like, oh, that was fun. Let's do it again. Yeah, exactly. One. <laughs> like, let's, same, let's, same. I'm like, oh, yes, yeah. that was so amazing. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> that was also me with my friends whenever we would use a Ouija board, and they'd be like, no, no, no. Like, we're scared. We're done with the spirits. And I'm like, I'm not done. Like, I'm having no, a great wait, time. There's I... more. They have more to say. What do you mean? <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> There's always more, but that's my point too with the boundary setting for them is because they really won't go away and then you won't rest if you don't set them. If you don't, quote unquote, shut off at some point during the day, they will take a lot out of your day and take a lot away from your energy. Even the love and light and everything right ones, they, they will because it is, it's draining to be connected to the other side all day long. Oh, oh, I have no doubt about that. Uh, also, nobody wants to be woken up in the middle of the night by their like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come like on, it. like, what are you doing? Like, I don't need this right now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, like, I love spirits. I love ghosts. I love horror movies. But like, you know, when I'm in my house, I want it to be peaceful. I don't want a ghost touching it's me, talking to me, looking at me. Sanctuary. Like, that's where you're going to just be you like just to completely let all of your guard down. So the last thing you want to do is have to feel like your guard is up in your home. Um, so yeah, setting those boundaries with them during a certain time of year, when it gets a little busier, I keep a foot bath at the front of the door with sea salt, hematite, and tourmaline in it. And I step on it before I walk into my door as a way of grounding I before I go and I open that door to my sanctuary. I don't have necessarily something for grounding when I come into my home, but I do have here. I'm just giving my witch secrets out <laughs> to the public, but I do have a little statue right, like right at my door when you walk in yep. of a, uh, Diana, uh -huh. or I guess it, it's whoever it could be Artemis, yeah. it could be any deity, but it is like one of those um, half busts yes. of yes. her. And 
it's like the way her head's positioned is like right when you walk in the door. So like she just like gives everybody the evil eye. I <laughs> like the, love that. The fake face when they walk in. I love in. that. That's amazing. <laughs> I only yes, and her job it. is programmed in the house to make sure that only good people are allowed love in that. here. And if not, yeah. she's got to deal it. with it. That's it. When you walk in my door, I have quite a few people standing there doing the same thing. Um, <laughs> and I know you're not and, it's, and it's so interesting how like many people don't come to my house. Um, <laughs> so just, isn't, isn't that interesting? Right? Yeah. Isn't it? It's like you do a certain little thing and then all of a sudden there's like no visitors ever. And I'm just like, all right, I get it. I better yeah. reassess. Yeah. I better reassess my life, I think. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have an upstairs neighbor that she came down to my apartment one time. And uh, I think she got the message that there was a witch living underneath her because she has never, ever come back. Ever yeah, again. I love that. Don't you love um, that? I love it. I actually love when that happens. I'm like, yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know, to add to the cherry on top of it, the, the funny, the funniest part about it is actually when she came to come to my, my door to knock on my door. Uh, uh, I was leaving my apartment at that exact time. So she didn't even knock. Like she had her hand up to knock and I just swung the door open. Oh, that's amazing timing. (laughs) She like jumped back a little bit and was like, oh shit. And I think she like looked at my apartment and just saw everything that was going on. I'm not going to come here and I'm not going to attempt to knock on this door ever again. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, Joanne, you have been so gracious with giving us so much on mediumship. I feel like we could just keep talking. Yeah, 100%. Uh, this is great. Um, I do want to ask you about witchy tips. So I'm going to put this all together in one. I have an a question I ask every guest at the end of my episodes. Okay. And it is if you can give one piece of advice or one tip to a complete beginner in the craft. Doesn't have to be about anything we talked about today. What would that be? Just trust your intuition. Trust you. Listen to you. Don't listen to the outside because what works for one doesn't always work for the other. Just be who you are in your craft and in what you believe and in what you want to practice. Um, There is no right or wrong, in my opinion. Just be your true, full self, whatever that looks like. Beautifully. Beautifully said. I love that. (laughs) Uh, well, Joanne, how can people get in touch with you? How can they book a reading with you? How can they find Witchy Tip, find you on social media? Where can people get, get your information? Well, I try to keep it as simple as possible. Booking a reading with me, a session. Um, I make intention candles. All that fun stuff is easy. Witchytip.com. I made it easy. I was just like, that's it. Witchytip.com. But my social media handles are still under J Rose Apothecary. Can't switch it yet because I just got verification. So I have to wait a bit. But it's J Rose Apothecary on Instagram and on TikTok. And to book a reading um, is witchytip.com. Awesome. And if anybody wants to find me, you can find me on Instagram at Seeking Witchcraft, Twitter at, where I guess it's X now. Thanks, Elon Musk, for that, I guess. Yes. Uh, you can find me on yes. X. Or tw- oh, God, that sounds wrong. You know what? I'm just going to keep calling it Twitter. That sounds weird. inappropriate. You can find me on yeah. Twitter at Seeking Witch. Oh, my God. No, you can't. It's at Seek Witchcraft. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Seeking Witchcraft Podcast. There is a Facebook group called Witches Seeking Witchcraft, or I have a Patreon as well. 
which is just patreon.com slash seeking witchcraft yes yes so thank you again joanne so much for coming on it was such a pleasure talking to you i still feel like i have a million questions i want to go through with you but i'm going to be respectful of your time and of the listeners time (laughs) and go ahead and end it right there awesome thank you so much for having me it was a pleasure i really appreciate it i am grateful for you and for thank you so much if you guys are in salem in october during spooky season go to pentagram and book a session with joanne Thank awesome. you. Thank you so much. You too. Bye, Have everyone. A great night. Bye.